This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want toll-free at 855-453. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find on the site. We give them away to you. Again, freetalklive.com with you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. And Mark. All right, so 855-453 allows you to take control of the airwaves. That is the point of the program. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. We do this show, by the way, seven nights per week. And uh, so obviously last night was the night of the horrible shooting that occurred uh, down in Colorado. It happened that same day. So we covered that. Colorado? Excuse me. Connecticut, Colorado. (laughs) They both start with a C. They both had shootings this year. Um, But anyway. keeps on happening. Yeah. We uh, covered that in detail last night. But still, you know, it's open phones. Anything goes. So if you feel like you haven't been heard on that issue, by all means, feel free to dial in toll free at 855-450-FREE. Happy to talk to you about that. Last night we covered some aspects uh, of that story that may not necessarily have gotten the same amount of coverage, like the fact that there was the same day in China, 22 school children, elementary school age, who were stabbed by some knife-wielding psychopath. Just happened to go down on the exact same day as the uh, thing in Connecticut. Also, and they always talk about the gun culture here in the United States, but apparently, you know, these things can happen elsewhere. Right, these things can happen, and kind of got into you know the the question of gun control and and what you know gun gun, gun control is like in China, where they they claim they don't have the same level of gun violence, and they claim that this is because of the gun control measures that they have there. Uh, but on the other hand, they do admit that there's a lot of there's still problems with guns, you know, being confiscated and people committing crimes with with weapons over there. They just say that it's not as prevalent. Uh, so we kind of got into that and other aspects of it, including the social networking screw up where somebody found a guy by the you know the name of Ryan Lanza. I guess it's now Adam Lanza who's the alleged killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somebody else was was fingered on Facebook as the killer, and that was not cool. That's not pleasant, right? Yeah. Like you're you know what what happens on the internet happens forever, and right. uh, getting your picture stuck as the uh, the guy who did all this violence in in Connecticut wouldn't be a good thing. I think that that's something you probably can explain away if it ever comes down to it, like a job interview or something like that. Like, hey, look, obviously I'm not that guy, but it ain't pretty. So this whole incident is tragic. It's horrible, and I you know, certainly don't wish it on anybody. But I think that one thing bears repeating, bears mentioning here. If, you wanna pr- if you've got children and you want to make sure that this never happens to them, don't send them to government school. Well, why do you don't think send them to government? private school either. Yeah, why do you, yeah, I was going to say, why do you think it's government school? Because, I well, mean- I saw that there's a regulation that says that private schools also have to be gun-free zones. So if you ran a private school, you would not be able to have armed teachers, as I understand, you know, the, whatever the federal regulation, the gun-free zone, you've seen the signs up outside of school zones, uh, that that also applies to private schools. I'm not sure that uh, guns are the solution to this problem. I'm certain the gun-free zones aren't the solution, too. I think that what the— Well, if victims are disarmed, then you're, you're going to just have a slaughterhouse on your hands. Yeah, I, I don't—but I, what I don't want to advocate for— is extra people carrying guns. I think that the guns should probably be carried by people who are you know, good at carrying guns as well, opposed I to... I don't remember, think... Is anyone suggesting that people be forced to carry guns who don't want to? No. I'm just saying that 
you know, when you're talking about, uh, you know, the guns solve the problem, that means I should go out to get a gun to solve this problem. And it doesn't mean that. No, no. It, it, it just means that people- maybe I, I wasn't clear. I, and I, I guess there's some memes on the Internet that certainly aren't clear. One of them says arm the teachers. I totally disagree with that. People who don't want to carry firearms should not be forced to carry firearms. But the people who otherwise would be interested in carrying a firearm or a knife or whatever it is that they feel is necessary, pepper spray, uh, to feel safe, then they should be able to do those things without having some sort of criminal charge hanging over their head for it. One thing's for certain when it comes to when it comes to any kind of uh, weapon is that mistakes can happen. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't want pepper spray going off in the classroom. It beats the heck out of uh, you know a gun getting dropped and uh, you know going off. But newer guns have a lot of safety measures built into them. I mean, you know, oh. a lot of them. Odds are good the pepper spray is not just going to go off. I mean, without somebody pressing a button on the pepper spray. Sometimes these things happen. You know, I mean, presumably the teacher aerosol would be, cans fail. I don't know. I suppose that's gets a possibility. Up a, you know, gets heated up, gets left in the wrong place. Well, if that's the case, Mark, I'd rather have the kids have to leave the school because of a little bit of lung unpleasantness due to inhaling some pepper spray on accident than uh, you know people getting killed. Yeah, you know, when whenever you have population centers. You're going to have uh, the law. I mean, you can't fix crazy. You cannot legislate out crazy. And um, right, what- that was the point of bringing up the uh, the Chinese story with the 22 students being stabbed over there. Clearly, that man may not have been able to get his hands on a firearm, but that didn't stop him from doing the horrible act that he did. And many people would argue that uh, you know, well, those kids are al- many of those kids are alive. If they would, they could argue that, and all of them are alive, from what I understand. But that hasn't always been the case. There have been some incidents at Chinese schools where there have been people who've perished as well. Uh, And it didn't go into detail as to those other incidents as to what weapons were were utilized. You know, I I don't like trying to solve these problems because it's like trying to figure out how to avoid having coconuts fall on your head and knock you unconscious. Um, You know, these aren't problems that Americans really need to worry about. If you don't want your kids... To live a bad life or, you know, a tragic life or whatever. Don't drive them around in cars because more kids are killed by cars than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stop smoking because you're, you know, your life's going to be cut short and your kids, uh, kids won't be able to, to know you and, uh, you know, speak to you. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do to make your life better uh, from a statistical standpoint. It's not worrying about being in population centers and some nut bring a gun in. I get where you're coming from, but I think uh, you know these things seem to happen often enough to where people have a legitimate concern over it. I mean, look, this does happen. There, you know, it doesn't happen very often. We talked about the statistics last night, as far as you know, what are the odds that your child will be uh, killed in a school shooting versus what are the odds they're going to be shot by a cop? I mean, it's. I think uh, Daryl Perry from FPP.cc cited some statistics claiming that your child is 150 times more likely to be killed by a police officer at so some point. Does in that his mean life. somebody who is your progeny or somebody who is below the age of 18? I'm not certain on that. Okay, but uh, you know the numbers are that uh, this is not very. You know, the odds are pretty severely against this ever happening to your son or daughter uh, in their school. But it does happen. So why shouldn't people consider this? Why shouldn't they think about what to do about this? I think that's totally reasonable for a parent to, to, to reflect and say, hmm, am I sending my son or daughter to a place every single day where their safety is a concern? And 
and you know are they going to be attacked are they you know threatened by being attacked in these places and the fact is as many as these uh, many of these administrators may care about the kids that they have in their stead they aren't able to do anything to effectively protect them in the current system which bans any kind of you know firearms or and i imagine knives are banned from campuses as well uh but i wonder about that you know if you're a teacher so. can you have a blade in your uh, your bag or something you're like probably that? not going to get searched but uh the, ch- the chances of you i mean yeah it's probably gonna be a real problem if you have some kind of large hunting knife in your bag uh, you know i'm not i'm not concerned about the the, the the minute possibility of what might happen at school i'm concerned about the certainty of what's going to happen at school the crap that they're going to try to teach my kid and the reason that I sure. ch- generally am not going to send them. This there. is just another reason to get your kids out of the government schools, and and I guess also out of private schools because those a minor you know, reason. This, it's a pretty good reason. I mean, yeah, okay, the brainwashing's bad, and who wants their kids to actually well, have their brains is, blown out? Brainwashing is just teaching kids things that you don't want them taught. I mean, that's just that's just hyperbole for. Um, and I don't want my kid taught the the kind of things that go on in public school, where you yeah. know that you stick all the kids at the same age in the same place. They got to raise their hand and beg to go to the bathroom. They're not allowed to be out in the hall at certain times. Uh, that they've got to learn what's being taught at the time it's being taught. They're taught to just be little worker bees i also don't like that, that i also don't like that it's basically police state training as well these days with uh, got a news story here from cbs local in charlotte about a 10 year old elementary school student who has been strip searched in search of a 20 dollar bill that was allegedly stolen so school administrators strip searching an elementary school student. That looks pretty bad when you strip search somebody and you don't find it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Plus, there's another story about, uh, I guess, private security being used to do drug raids in schools. That's creepy. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Puke in the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We are talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh, Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield once because I was angry. I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking all liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Puke in the Gang and cake. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves toll free. 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And enjoy the features that we share with you on our site. We do have a bunch of them, including the webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. You'll also find the chat room built in the very same page as the cam. All of it free for you. Cam.freetalklive.com. If you want uh, emergency food, food for some kind of situation in the future where, well, you never know what's going to happen, whether it's going to be a weather emergency or some kind of financial crisis or unemployment or whatever it might be, the best choice is buyemergencyfoods.com. The reason is, is they have they have uh, food choices that the rest of them don't have. Uh, one of the reasons I w- held off on getting emergency food until I find out, found out about buyemergencyfoods.com was that their food is 100% certified 
GMO-free. They're the only one that does that. They've got zero MSGs, no artificial flavors, and they're also the only one that puts an oxygen absorber in every nitrogen-flushed Mylar pouch. If you prefer a vegetarian option or a gluten-free option, they've got that too. All these great features should make it cost more, but it doesn't. BuyEmergencyFoods.com is on average half of what the industry standard is, and it's less than every other manufacturer out there that I can find of, uh, of emergency foods. As a matter of fact, you can get, for two people, you could get uh, emergency, you know, enough food to last two people, 2,000 calories per day, mind you, and you need to check that every time you do some comparison shop- shopping. You can get it for under $4,000. They've got comparable charts right on their website at buyemergencyfoods.com, and if you, uh, if you go and uh, check out their least costly uh, option, just the one month of stored food for one person, it's still $2.33 a meal. Now, that's as high as it gets with buyemergencyfoods.com. Mm. It goes you lower You buy more, the price yeah. goes down. Tell me where you're going to get $2.33 a meal. I mean, it's pretty darn difficult, uh, shy of just eating macaroni and cheese, and that doesn't store yeah. well. Um, the rats will get into that. These are packed in mylar pouches inside of uh, p- buckets so yep. that it, a flood or whatever comes along, you're fine. Use coupon code FTL at buyemergencyfoods.com. You want that S on there. It's important. Coupon code FTL, buyemergencyfoods.com. Save 5%. Okay, you can bring up whatever you want, as always. It is Free Talk Live. Obviously, there's uh, still a lot in the news about this shooting in Connecticut, uh, but it's not the only school-related news. As I mentioned, parents of a 10-year-old Union Elementary School student, this out of CBS in Charlotte, uh, they have filed a complaint against the school for strip-searching their son in order to find an allegedly stolen $20 bill. In a complaint filed against Assistant Principal Teresa Holmes on December 6th, the family of Clinton... North Carolina fifth grader. Now, point of information, it was, what, earlier this week when we talked about a news story about the government school bureaucrats searching a 15-year-old boy? In Chicago, yeah. We are talking about a different case. somebody said he had drugs. Right. This is a different case. This is a 10-year-old boy in North Carolina. Anyway, just to make that clear, uh, so he had allegedly stolen a $20 bill. Uh, They ordered him to remove his socks, shoes, pants, and shirt. So the principal can conduct a manual search for a $20 bill that was actually found later in the cafeteria. Ms. Holmes defended her actions, saying that several other students and a few other faculty members told her the money was missing and they'd seen the fifth grader dive below the table for it. The court filing states that Holmes told the boy that he left her no choice and that she had to search him when the boy pulled out his pockets and didn't produce the allegedly stolen money. That's what she told him at that time. She told the boy that she was within her legal rights to do so. Court documents state that Justin went under his lunch table to retrieve money dropping by, uh, dropped by a passing female student. After returning the found money to the girl, Holmes, who was in the cafeteria during the commotion, was told that there was still $20 missing, and Justin told her he did not have it. When Justin was ordered to her office with a custodian witness, Holmes allegedly put her fingers inside the waistband of his undershorts and ran her fingers on his bare torso. She told the 10-year-old that she had the authority to search him because teachers and other students thought that Justin had the money. And the last case we talked about, again, this just is this why last- the founding fathers uh, you know, made sure that they had things like jurisprudence in this country, because you can be certain this lady was 100 percent certain that he that did she it. had the thief. These teachers yeah. believed that he had stolen this money, and it turns out he didn't. Yep, and earlier this week, it was an anonymous tip in the other story 
Uh, so the 15-year-old male that was searched at Government High School, that was an anonymous tip. Somebody just snitched on this guy and said he's got, what was it, drugs that he had? Yeah. Uh, hey, so-and-so's got drugs. They pulled him aside and stripped him, stripped him naked looking for those drugs. That's the, that's the allegation. So apparently all it takes is for somebody to just make an allegation about you, and then that's good enough reason for some staff members at a government school to take your clothes off these Stripping. days. So another teacher, by the way, came in during this uh, strip search and said that the money had miraculously been found on the floor of the cafeteria. Holmes defended her actions after the fact, telling WRAL Television that any member who has ever worked or any staff member who has ever worked with me knows that I care for my students and that even when I have to discipline them, I love them. Holmes hugged the boy and apologized. But Justin's mother says that's not enough. She says I was furious. She said I felt or if he... If I felt he needed to be searched, I would have brought him into the bathroom, she said Monday. You could have had a witness in the bathroom with me. I would have searched my son. Meaning that, call me, I'll, I'll search my own son. Thank you very much. You know, this is a difficult situation, um, honestly. I mean, I can see that this person made a mistake. And, uh, you know, it sounds like she's, essentially, she's sorry for making the mistake. I think that, the, A, this is a lesson to everybody who believes that they know that somebody's guilty. Like, you need to take a step back because mm-hmm. you don't know crap. And, um, you know, that's that's why we have, you know, the legal system as we have it. And it still doesn't uh, come out with the truth most, you know, at least all the time, uh, probably most of the time. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to this, I, you know, maybe you need to have the highest level bureaucrat in some government school have the power to search kids. I don't know what the answer is, but... This is why I wouldn't send my kid to a government school in the first place. They have no accountability for the things that they do generally. And uh, let's go to the phone zone and see what you think. You can bring up anything you want, whether it's uh, strip searching students, school shootings. You can take control. Mark is listening in New Hampshire to WKBK in the Keene area. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing? What's on your mind tonight? Um, yeah, I had to uh, uh, get off my chest. What's going on with these with this school in Connecticut? Sure. Um, you know, I'm close to your hometown there in Harrisville, same same county. Um, and I've been thinking about this a long time. Uh, maybe mom and dad, we should we should go to these schools. And uh, apparently, they're very, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'd mm-hmm. like to. Uh, present myself to protect the kids, you know. Dad's there, you know. Uh, we, uh, you know, maybe a bunch of dads I'm a little bit together. lost on, on what you're getting at. I tell you what, if you want to hang on, maybe collect your thoughts a moment here. It sounds like you want parents to come to school and stand guard. Um, I'm not really sure what you're getting at, so hang on, yeah, Mark. Yeah. 855-450-FREE. I don't know, Mark. Are you Mark, my co-host? Are you lost on this one too? It sounds to me like he wants a volunteer uh, militiamen in the. Uh... Okay, we'll come back with more here. Eight five five four fifty free. You are welcome to share your thoughts. Take control. It's a live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. We are here to take your calls about whatever you want. It's very simple. You just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have waiting for you there. We've got a mobile site for those of you with a smartphone. If you would like to tune in online uh, to our live streams, just go to m, as in mobile, freetalklive.com. You'll find the links there to our broadband, midband, and narrowband streams. We've got different bit rates for different internet connection speeds. Uh, and so you can go and enjoy those for free over at m, as in mobile, freetalklive.com. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. On ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, holsters, water purification, tents, apparel, boating equipment, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and they've got the lowest prices. Go check for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Plenty of reasons to get your kids out of these government schools and probably private schools as well. Uh, One of them is, of course, the fact that, well, they're easily victimized. These are weapon-free zones for the most part. So what do you recommend if you say get them out? Um, How about you unschool? Homeschool? Sudbury schools? One of the others. Uh, yeah, Sudbury Waldorf schools. Waldorf ed- education? Well, I don't know much about Waldorf. I've given money to the local Waldorf school, but I don't you know, know a whole lot about it. You've got some more experience because your son's actually going there a few hours good. a week. And uh, I like the Sudbury school idea, though. I know the Waldorf is a very expensive school to attend. Uh, Sudbury schools... Ain't nothing cheap, man. <laughs> I don't see why Sudbury schools would be very expensive because you don't require with a Sudbury school any manner of professional-level teaching. There is no teaching that goes on at a Sudbury school. It's all self-directed learning by the kids. Now, the kids can hire experts if they want to you know, learn things from. That's certainly a possibility. But it seems to me that the, um, the overhead with a Sudbury school, which is basically an unschooling school, would be fairly low. But let's continue here with your thoughts. Uh, good reasons to get your kids out of these schools. How about the fact that they could be strip-searched over a $20 controversy? One 10-year-old boy in North Carolina was strip-searched this uh, recently when somebody accused him of stealing 20 bucks, which, of course, no one actually saw him steal the money. There was no evidence for him stealing the money. Just there was a couple kids in the, the lunchroom that fingered him for it. And the principal or the assistant principal believed the story. So she took him down to his underwear and ran her hands all over his body. Kind of upset mom. Your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE. Do you think it was appropriate for her to uh, strip search this young man? How would you feel if you were his parents? Let's go to the phone. So you can also talk about, of course, the school shooting or whatever might happen to be on your mind. Now, Mark, you're listening in Harrisville, New, uh, New Hampshire to WKBK. And I had to say I was a little confused at what you were getting at before the break. I wanted to make sure you had a chance to uh, to get it out there. You were, were you suggesting like teams of parents going to the school armed or to, to protect kids or what were you getting at? Well, what I was getting at was, um, you know, if we choose to use the uh, public schools, um, and I agree with you 100%, uh, they, they should not be a hundred, you know, a, a, a gun-free zone. If we feel as as a collective uh, group of parents that there might be a threat there, um, maybe the school should allow the parents to. Uh, come in and help uh, provide some security. Uh, and, you know, I'm a gun owner, and uh, I have children there, and if, if I start to feel there's a threat, 
I would like to be able to, uh, you know, stand by, you know, maybe not every day, but maybe me and some other parents can, uh, uh, you know, have a, a watch. The problem with whatever. that, Mark, is you weren't, you're not going to know in advance. I mean, the crazy people strike without warning for the most part. I mean, this. But if we're there, see, I don't want a cop there. I, I hear a lot of people talking about cops being assigned to a school. Mm-hmm. I would rather a parent that was, you know, armed. A parent, his motivation is going to be the safety and protection of his child. A cop, you know, as you'll probably agree, he may have other things on his mind. You know, uh, sure, getting like, into a, what like arresting people. Up like, to. like in uh, Texas, where thousands of students every single year are arrested and charged with misdemeanors for things like talking out of turn in class, and well, you know, yeah. I, I would rather parents be doing that because I'm hearing a lot of uh, talk about well, we should assign a, a police officer to the school. You know, no, not that's not going to that solve the problem. Disrespecting the police officer, but you know, all we're doing is trying to protect the children. Mark, I get where you're coming from. I think that trying to change the existing system to make it work better is a really difficult process. I don't know if you've ever been involved in, in doing that, but uh, the you know the school board, for instance, is a very poorly attended meeting uh, in any given area, and it's a really bureaucratic process to even try to get one thing oh, changed about uh, the school system. Plus, uh, in a lot of things you might have a good idea for, they'll just tell you, well, we can't do that because of federal regulation, say, we can't do that. Yeah. And but maybe, but maybe a small town uh, school board can buck the system. You know, because they all yield to the unions. They all yield to politically correct. As long as they're willing to buck the federal money that comes uh, into their school district, they, in theory, yeah. probably could buck the system if they had the political gumption to be able to do that. But most politicians are are not going to turn down the you know the the money that well, is being dangled in front of them by the federal government. Mark, I get where you're coming from, man. I appreciate the call tonight. Thanks for uh, for sharing your thoughts at eight five five four fifty free. You know, it seems to me that uh, changing things from the inside out is the most frustrating and difficult process here. It makes more sense, immediate sense. I don't have a child, so I'm not, you know, I don't have to immediately do anything like this. But if I did have one and I had made the mistake of sending them to a public school, a government-run school, or in, in this case, even private schools are also banned, apparently, from having firearms on campus. If I had made that mistake, I would correct that immediately and get, you know, my son or daughter out of these schools and get them into some sort of a private arrangement where I can feel comfortable about their education, the quality of the education, what they're learning, as well as the safety of the uh, the, the situation as you well. You know, I, I really feel like you're using this particular instance to pound your drum for uh, getting people out of public school. I agree that kids shouldn't be in public I'm school. I'm using every instance. But this doesn't I'm using, matter. I'm the using the is, shooting wait a second, and I'm using I'm not the other done one. talking. The, um, the Amish folks that, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, in their private schools, somebody went in and shot up the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kind of thing can happen all kinds of different places. Not all parents have the luxury of educating their kid at home in a uh, unschooling or, or homeschooling situation. I have, you know, that's what we're doing with my son, largely. But... Uh, you know, not everybody can do that. So Why not? I've heard it's really affordable to home Because the parent has to stay home. Right, but then they wouldn't be... 
I, I guess there would be other costs involved, but as I understand it, it's much more much more affordable to do homeschooling. Am I misunderstanding that? Because a parent would have to stay home. That's a large yeah. amount of earning that could be. Suppose you have two parents that make, oh, I don't mm-hmm. know, $70,000 a year. It's going to cost $70,000 a year for one of the parents to stay home. Yeah. Do you see the problem? I see There'll be saying. cost savings in, uh, in you know, attire and lunches out and, you know, uh, $5 Starbucks coffees and, and maybe a second car or something like that. There certainly will be some savings in those uh, arenas but I, this i don't see how the two situations really have anything to do with each other i agree that it's best not to put your child in a, uh, a public school situation and i've worked very hard to do that but i really wonder what would happen if my wife died and i wouldn't have the money to be able to send my son to a uh, private education you know for private education and mm-hmm. wh- what would i do in that circumstance and so i can see why it'd be really great not to have to pay four thousand dollars or whatever our taxes are per year the vast majority of which goes to public education maybe i'd be able to afford it a little better in that circumstance certainly something would spring up in its absence but it's unlikely that that will happen simply because my wife dies the public education will go away maybe it's time for parents to uh, i mean we, mark was talking about earlier you know getting parents together to defend kids maybe those same parents who are willing to band together should just stop paying property taxes and instead use that money to educate their kids that could be helpful. I, I, yeah, I don't. I would be very I'm not interested using, in seeing what would happen. I'm not using this event any more than I'm using any other event. I mean, the the strip search is another reason to get your kids out of government schools. There's all kinds of reasons to get your kids out of government schools. That makes schools. sense to me. Uh, more coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, Buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at (laughs) amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, live Saturday edition of the show. We're here to take your calls about whatever you want, 855-450-FREE. Inevitably, people have thoughts they would like to share about the Connecticut school shooting. Of course, you can bring up anything at 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you would like to help support Free Talk Live, we invite you to become Free Talk Live amplifiers for just 5 bucks a month. And you can do that over at amp.freetalklive.com. You can do it with any major credit card through PayPal. You can also use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. Get uh, access to AMP perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, which doesn't have the regular commercials that the normal podcast does, and more. Go and learn about the AMP program and how it can help get the ideas of liberty into more ears around the world. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are a new online peer-to-peer open source alternative currency for the internet. They're a leap forward in the technology of currencies. Currencies have been pretty much the same for thousands of years. You know, either precious metals or notes denoting precious metals or notes of, you know, debt that uh, pretend to be uh, precious, denoting precious metals. Well, bitcoins are none of those things. They are a you know sort of a, a computer algorithm right on the internet, and they allow you to send and receive money without having to pay any fees. They allow you to have complete control over your money and your uh, account because I can tell you, you don't have complete control over your account now. Your bank does, and 
the government has complete control over your bank. So since Bitcoins work all over the world, that means that there's some pretty despotic governments that have control over some folks' bank accounts. Bitcoins give power to the individual. Go find out about Bitcoins by going to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. We've got several links there um, to different places where you can do research and a place where you can buy Bitcoins. It's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE. Again, that is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Laura is listening in Missouri. Laura, you must be listening to KSIS in Sedalia. Hey there. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I was calling because we have had a recent um, threat to our children in our school saying that they were going to bring guns to school. Um, And the... Police department has said that they're going to step up the. This was uh, like last Wednesday, and then this, the police department said they were going to step up parole patrols around the schools. And then we had the whole deal in Connecticut on Friday, and I want them. Even though this is a horrible event, if anything good can come out of it, I would like for the schools to use this to show the children that this is a horrible event and it can affect many, many people. You know, no matter what these kids are feeling, they need to know how much effect they're going to have on everybody in the school and in the community. So um, and, I, I'm unclear on the circumstance. You said that the kids, that kids were, th- your schools were threatened because some people were going to bring guns to school. Is that the, the students or yes, who was going to bring guns to school and why are guns a threat? The students were going to bring, there were, there were rumors that the, there were children in the school who were going to, and this was in the high school and junior high. That they were going to bring guns to school and start shooting people. Okay, now and that's a threat. For uh, the Connecticut thing. I mean, because people are walking around every day, all day, with guns in their waistbands and in their purses and things like that, and they're not threats. I just want to make, make it 100% clear that uh, we're talking about the same thing there. So you said these were oh, rumors, yeah, or did somebody actually post something you know, to a Facebook profile or something like that? Um, it was that the kids said that there were children who were planning on bringing guns to school and actually shooting people wow now um i my son was at uh, soccer practice yesterday and uh, this is you know this is four-year-olds playing soccer so it's absolute chaos but um i was talking to one of the uh, this was a mother of a mother actually and the what was said was is that they were trying they're going to keep their this information away from their son what happened um in connecticut mm-hmm. and so you know, I mean, different parents are going to want to deal with the situation differently. What my concern is, is that, you know, some people may want to, uh, you know, teach their kids whatever they want to teach their kids or not teach their kids about this instance. I'm, I'm concerned that other people will want to use this instant, parlay it into whatever it is that they want to parlay it into. You know, I, people have all kinds of opinions on this subject, whether it means we should have no gun-free zones or every place should be a gun-free zone. It basically seems to uh, vacillate between these two. Well, I am not against having guns, but I don't think that, you know, I think when a child says they're going to bring a gun to school and they're going to use it on people, and then two days later, we have a huge shooting, and it's not a child who brought the gun to school, but it is, there are many, many deaths. I think that that needs to be emphasized that, you know, they they are planning on there's a plan in in action that that they are think even thinking about it and I don't know if the parents are you know maybe this child doesn't feel like they're cared about or 
for whatever reason, this child thinks that it's okay to do this. I think that, you know, we need to make it very clear that this is a big impact on everybody, and it's not a fun and game. It's not a video game. It's not a... And I'm not saying that I'm against video games, because my kids play video games. Sure, sure. I just don't think that they should think that it's, you know, the movies, the video games, songs, whatever. People are dead because this happened at a school, and I think because we had a threat at our school, it, so if anything good can come out of it, it is a serious matter, and the kids need to know that it truly caused Laura, a lot of heartache. Thank you it. for your call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Certainly, there are lessons that uh, can be imparted to young people, and one of them is, and, and you know, at a certain age, they'll be able to better grasp this lesson, and that is that, hey, it's not a game. You know, this isn't a game. This isn't a video game. You don't get to hit the restart restart button uh, and respawn over in another location and continue on with the uh, the game. It's not like that. And I think at some point uh, that's an important lesson to teach, especially to kids that are playing video games. I don't know at what age you can really get that out there, Mark. I imagine you know you you do some gaming from time to time. What level of interest does Jack have in that? Yeah, he's highly interested in video games. Sure. At what point do you think that it will you know that conversation can be had with him? He's coming up well, on five. At this point, um, you know the what he has, well, the level of interest he has in video games is entirely different. It's a t- the video games are different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not respawning or anything like that in the video games he generally wants to play. Yeah. So, you know, it's not really that much of an issue. You know, if he wants to jump on a crate and break it, or uh, pop balloons, or whatever it is online that he might do, most of the things that uh, we let him play have to do with uh, you know number games and mm-hmm. word games and things like that. But um, so I'm I'm not concerned with that today. But but we do talk on a regular basis about the difference between reality and fantasy. And I don't have any cons. I have no idea what he knows uh, between reality and fantasy. I really don't know. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Zach is on the line listening to WGAN in Portland, Maine. Hey, Zach. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I was just thinking if uh, public schools probably wouldn't be such a bad place if maybe the teachers uh, had to take some kind of like self-defense classes or something. You know, if, they, if the teachers could protect the students a lot, better than than they're doing now then do you really like want to force somebody to do self defense training who's not interested in that yeah probably i, mean, I don't think that's very effective i don't think forcing people I'm to just do wondering things, if these 60 year old uh, some 60 year old overweight woman is going to do a very good job yeah, I, I don't think that uh that it's very effective to force people to do things against their will do you well it, you know there's job requirements and if we're going to trust these people with our children, then maybe they should have to look at that. I don't see any problem. There is no force involved as far as a job requirement goes, Ian, and I don't know why you're using that terminology. Um, He was talking about making all the teachers currently employed go and take self-defense training classes. You know, if the fact is that all pilots need to be need to know how to fly planes, and um, you know, I mean, if he's if you want to require every teacher to be able to karate kick, uh, you know, some sort of victimizer, then you're going to reduce even further the amount of potential. Uh, people that can work in this uh, teaching profession. I, it's, well, it's, it's certainly going to do that. If a guy walks into the classroom and he's got a gun, I'd rather the teacher sit there with a gun 
than not have one. You know what I mean? I, I get it, man. I support the right of an individual to defend themselves and learn whatever self-defense training they want to, and I certainly support the right of a teacher to do that. The problem is you want to force people to do this, and that's my issue. It's like the, the – was it Kennesaw, Georgia at one time passed a law requiring every single home have, fire, have a firearm in it. And yeah, crime went down, but you force, right. you know, forcing people to have firearms who would not like to have a firearm, that's wrong. That's well, a violation of rights. If they, if they don't want to have them, then that would be their problem when the guy comes in the door with a gun. Right, I get what you're saying. If they don't want to have them, they shouldn't be forced to. And the same thing with a teacher. If they don't want to go and learn how to jujitsu, then they shouldn't be forced to. Or they don't want to go to you know shooting class, they shouldn't be forced to. But those who would like to should absolutely be allowed to. Those who want to defend themselves and learn how to defend themselves either with their, their person or... Zach, thanks for the call tonight. appreciate it. More coming up here. Hour number two is on the way. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. Talk Live, launching into the second hour of the program here at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features are free on our site. Enjoy them and then share it with a friend or family member. If you really enjoy the program, we make it easy with our archive section uh, to hit a share button for uh, Facebook, Twitter, or various other social bookmarking style websites. Uh, you can go to freetalklive.com. We'll tell you more about how to grab archives and more great features as the show goes on here tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We've been talking about school-related stuff, not just the shooting, but also a strip search that went down in a North Carolina school recently involving a 10-year-old boy and an alleged $20 bill that had been stolen. Turns out the 10-year-old boy didn't have the $20 bill, but that didn't stop the school's assistant principal from stripping him down to his underwear and uh, putting her hands all over him. In order to attempt inside the waistband of his underpants yeah. and that kind of thing, yeah. In order to attempt to uh, to find said twenty dollar bill, which turned up later on the cafeteria room floor where it had allegedly been lost in the first place. So it's there's all manner of horrible stories coming out of schools. How about the drug raids uh, that students are subjected to? How how terrorizing is that? You want to talk about terrifying people with guns in schools? How about the police bringing guns into schools and then proceeding to hold students at gunpoint during drug raids? At gunpoint? It's happened. 
South Carolina school, uh, they came in with guns and pointed them at students and held them at, you know, in the hallways as the police went locker to locker and bag to bag with drug dogs and searched for drugs. So, it's got to be very disconcerting. Yeah. You know, and it's bad enough to have your, you know, this, you think this little space called your locker is yours, and um, the reality is it isn't. And, uh, you know, to, it's got to be bad enough to have that reality sort of shown to you, uh, you know, right there in, in your face when they uh, take the dogs through. But, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stunned when you say that they were held at gunpoint. This is old news. This is uh, years ago, Mark. I know we covered it on this show. I don't know if you were there that. Uh, that we night. cover a lot of shocking yeah. stories here, and the reason I'm not calling you a liar is, uh, you know, I get shocked. I get shocked a lot on this show. Let's go uh, back to you and your thoughts. However, I want to hear what you think. You can bring up anything that you would like, and we'll start out, ladies first. Christine is listening in Virginia to WNIS. Hey, Christine. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I am hoping that the parents of that ten-year-old who is strip searched do sue successfully, because not only did they violate his personal space. They called him a liar in front of all of his classmates. Mm. They humiliated him. False accusations. Yeah, that's that's not right. Absolutely, I don't. You know, I hope that you're right. Teaching our kids to have self worth and self esteem. How is that building that? When the teachers and the principals are not modeling it, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I disagree with what you're saying, but let me ask you this: the pr- the problem is, is we have a very you know ineffective system. If that uh, school district gets sued, then the school district is going to be the one that has to pay, not the principal, not the not the. It's going to be basically she the, probably has immunity. The the neighbors of this woman who uh, whose, whose son got abused will be the ones that have to pay for the son being abused, and they didn't do anything. Yeah, good point on it's that. Messed one. up, I hadn't isn't it? Thought about that. I was, I was more so thinking through the principal personally. It, it, Odds are good she has immunity. Bureaucrats tend to have different kinds of immunity. They have uh, several legislated immunities that protect them in most instances from any personal liability. This could fall into the area of a civil rights violation. It could. I mean, I'm not saying don't do it. Don't you know, certainly if you're the parent of somebody who's been uh, of a child that's been abused like this, contact some lawyers and see if you can, you know. Consult with them but and see what they think. The one thing I liked about this story, though, was that the the principal hugged the child and apologized to the child after the incident occurred. And I agree that what she went too far. But the fact is, is that she has the power to go too far. And who do we sue in order to show the American public that we're not supposed to give unaccountable government bureaucrats this level of power? I don't know who we sue. That's a good question. That's a very good question. Christine, thank you for your call and thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. The Let's... problem really is endemic to the society that we have here um, in, entirely. The idea that uh, you can turn some, prob- some problems over to, some, uh, over to the government, who's, of course, going to turn it over to then elected uh, people, or not elected people, but uh, hired people, employees, and somehow that's always going to turn out right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lack of responsibility. Richard is in Texas, Wimberley, Texas. Hey, Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. I've, I've got a couple of things I want to mention. Um, I've been listening to the show tonight for probably uh, 30 or 40 minutes, All right. and I don't know that anyone has brought up 
the uh, implication of all these uh, antidepressant and yeah. uh, SSRI drugs that yep. seem to influence all these mass shooting situations. Great it point. was the first thing that I said um, when this occurred is, um, I wonder when we're going to find out what whether he he's on, on these uh, selective serotonin uh, releasing uptake inhibitors or whatever the heck they're called. Um, and, you know, it was the first question I had when this occurred. Will we find that information you know, that, out? And that, that does seem to be the case on what I've seen so far. And, of course, the, 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 the announced side effects of those things are suicide and violence and stuff, you know. And so among many others, I wonder how many how many of our teachers are actually on these things as well. It's so widespread through society. But good uh, question. That aside, the thing I want to bring up is that there has been some uh, video uh, released, which includes uh, helicopter video as well as uh, police um, uh, scanner talk and that sort of thing about multiple shooters and additional arrests and uh, people that they've got video of being chased out into the woods around the school and that kind of thing. And uh, I think there's more to this story as typically seems to be the case with so many of these things where uh, perhaps there's multiple shooters involved. Uh, One of the crazy things is as well is that uh, like the Batman shooter's father, who you may not have heard, he was meant to testify in this LIBOR scandal involving the banks and the interest rates. Guess what? It also happens to be true about the father of this alleged shooter in Connecticut. Um, So there's all kinds of... What about his father? What was true about his father? He is also poised to testify in the LIBOR rate rigging scandal. He is a, uh, a high-ranking guy uh, as a tax uh, uh, CFO in uh, two different corporations. One is an accounting firm, one of the big ones, and uh, another is a GE. Um, and, uh, you know, they've got all the media connections and that sort of thing. In now, where did you get the news that his father, the alleged shooter's father, is testifying in this scandal? Yeah, I certainly haven't heard it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all recent breaking stuff, mm-hmm. and I've looked at a ton of stuff this afternoon. I wish I could sit here and quote uh, uh, specifics for everything, but the one thing I can point you to that I think will be extremely informative is there's a guy out there on YouTube called the Idaho Picker, and he has put together a presentation of these police scanners, helicopter videos chasing guys in the woods, eyewitness testimonies, and that sort of thing of additional handcuffed people laying down on the ground, confirmed by the police and that kind of thing. And uh, I would suggest you have a look, uh, YouTube, Idaho Picker, Free Shooters. Thanks and, for the call, uh, Richard. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. I haven't seen that uh, particular allegation. Doesn't mean that allegation isn't out there. A quick Google search doesn't reveal anything obvious. Uh, it certainly seems pretty unbelievable, Right. I mean, it, the suggestion being that two of them. Yeah. The suggestion well, is here that the Colorado shooter's dad was involved in this LIBOR scandal thing, which I know nothing about. I've only heard about it through uh, some of the callers to this show. I know a little bit, but uh, that, that he was going to testify and that somehow having his son go and shoot up this theater distracted him from being able to testify in this. And now we're supposed to believe that the same exact tactic has occurred with a different person who's uh, if it involved has, in this? 
that's pretty if it has scary. It's, ri- it's ridiculous i mean it's it's unbelievable it's unbelievable i can't even imagine that that you know somebody that was creating some conspiracy would have done something so obviously dumb i mean if you're so brilliant as to be able to manipulate things from behind the scenes to where you've you know, brainwashed this dad's son into. I mean, we're talking about the Colorado thing. Yeah. You, you know, the allegations. You wouldn't want to do the same thing twice. This young man, right? This young man was somehow brainwashed into committing this act just so it could prevent the father from going to testify. That they would, they would do the same exact thing. That seems unbelievable to me. Eight five five four fifty free. I mean, the first story is unbelievable in the first place, and then to double it up seems even more ridiculous. 855-450-FREE, but anything's possible. You can take control here and bring up whatever you would like. Live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Hello, my friends. This is Tim Cummins. I was just reminded about you and thinking about how awesome you are. And it's just incredible that whenever I hang around you, I just feel good now. And I'm reminded about how every day and every way you're getting better and better. And I think about how VerbalSurgery.com changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at VerbalSurgery.com. Talk live, toll free number here tonight for you, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have waiting for you on our website. They do include the bulletin board system where you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com to do that. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And Free uh, Free Talk Live brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's here in New Hampshire with others who think like you. Maybe you're sick and tired of sending your kids to these government schools and you'd like to get around a, a homeschooling community that is full of people that are activists that are actually going to stand up for their rights, their right to educate their kids how they want, or in some cases, unschooling parents who uh, don't want to teach their kids anything in particular. They want their kids to decide what to learn. Child-directed learning. I love that much better than I like the unschooling, unschooling thing. I think yeah, that it's, a better, it's that just is a, a better one. You know, I, I, I certainly, if people want to use the term unschooling, I get it, but um, you know, child-directed learning. Child-directed learning. Uh, so there's a good movement of folks up here that are into those things, but also all kinds of other activism is happening here. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about why over 13,000 people have pledged to make the move to New Hampshire in order to work towards more freedom. Go to freestateproject.org Project.org as we go to the phones and to the fun. Let's talk to Greg. He's driving a truck and somewhere in Ohio. You're listening on FM and I'm not sure where. Greg, go ahead with your thoughts. Hi, gentlemen. I was listening to you talk tonight and uh, a couple things came to mind. We homeschooled all three of our children from uh, kindergarten through the ninth grade. Then we let them go to public school. Uh, this started in Southern California. I was actually coaching at a college. Um, as a college football coach, and the other coaches were all teachers, and they all were asking me, why do you not let your kids go to public school? And I said, well, it's real simple. No drug pressure, race pressure, sex pressure, peer pressure. And uh, they kind of laughed at that until I told them what was being taught to their children in public school, that it was okay for different things that uh, we absolutely would not allow in our home. Um, The bottom line is, I changed from being a manager for Frito-Lay to a job where I could uh, be available for my kids more when my son was born. 
uh, you want to know if this works. My son is now a consulting engineer in nuclear stuff for Duke Power. Wow. My daughter is a neonatal nurse, and my other daughter is a school teacher. Um, so we have educated some awesome kids who think and who do great work, and everybody just, you know, absolutely is crazy about them. But the attitude of the parent has got to be, has absolutely got to be, what am I going to do to make this happen? Not, don't look at any excuses about how I can't make this happen. We actually videoed, we did the, we did the videotape program from, from Abeka, and some days my children would ride in the van with my wife when she was doing home health care as a uh, physical therapist. Some days they get up at 6 a.m. and are done by 9, and they can stay at home or they can go to other friends' houses or whatever they needed to do with other people at home school, and they were already done with their day, mm. um, seriously, and finishing everything. And if it makes any difference to you, uh, they turned out to be just brilliant. Right. Kids. Well, you know, and this is the, the people are always concerned with what are homeschoolers being taught? What difference does it make? Take a look at the results. The results are generally these are some of the best age educated kids in our country. And one has to ask why. I mean, you have largely uneducated parents in this um, this area area doing this kind of thing. Why are they able to do it? Well, it's because, uh, A, the kids get uh, the concern and the love in those areas, the encouragement of somebody, you know, who they know really, really cares about them, um, that follows them through every grade and all, um, these kind of things. And, uh, you know, s- secondarily, parents learn along the way, too. They learn more and more. My son, four and a half, um, you know, right now is just, just excited. He could possibly be about planets. So we're learning about planets. I'm taking I'm you know taking the opportunity to show him more and more. He knows at this point probably more than I do um, about them. But you know parents have to learn along, and so you learn the most. You, you learn even more that way. Don't miss don't miss out on your your programming the finest computer that God ever made in the three minds of your children or in the mind of your son. Let's say. You don't want to let somebody else program it with something you don't want. So you have got to make this child understand who God is, understand his relationships to adults and to children. You know, the kids who go through public school, they only learn their little peer group. That's why we have the X generation, the Y generation, this generation, that generation. My children are in everybody's pie. You Interesting. Know, they're with kids. They're with adults. I mean, my son was astounding the, uh, the pastor at our church. He's like, how did you learn this stuff? Oh, I learned that in the eighth grade. Well, I didn't learn that until seminary. You know, so over and over and over again, you're teaching them the basics of what they need to know so that they can become whatever they choose. Greg, I love the call, man. Thanks for uh, sharing your story, and uh, I think you appreciate your call tonight. Uh, I like that his point is that, you know, one of his points was that when they had kids, they realized that some sacrifices were going to have to be made and changed his job around, probably didn't make as much money, but was able to spend more time with the kids and Indeed. focus more on homeschooling and, and things like that. You know, I'm not teaching my son anything about God. Um, we've had brief, if no, conversations, very, very you know, light conversations in that area. I want him to be able to come to whatever conclusions he's going to come to later on in life. I don't want him saddled with those things. But... I do support people's right to, you know, let their kids go down whatever path they might want to go down and, and to educate their children with, um, in what they th- find is important. Bill's on the line listening in Jackson, Mississippi to WPBQ. Hey, Bill. Yes, hi. Uh, I keep going back to what happened when uh, Texas allowed the 
concealed weapons carry permit to go into effect. This was back uh, back in the uh, 90s, and immediately uh, the crime rate went down merely because of the perception that someone could be armed. And another thing that happened in the late 90s, uh, as you may remember, the Pearl, Mississippi, adjacent to Jackson here, was the uh, location of the first uh, school shooting in modern times. And the, the assistant school principal uh, went to his truck and uh, retrieved a weapon and brought it back and stopped the killer. Mm. Otherwise, he would have killed many more because the school was a gun-free school. Yeah, too bad and he had to go all the way out to his truck. Yes, yes, and and if, and if, if the uh, the concealed weapons thing was was carried out to allow uh, principals and as assistant principals and even teachers who wanted to be armed, the problem would be greatly diminished. The I way agree. I see it. Yep, absolutely agree. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that uh, um, you know the idea of uh, people that, are, that have trained themselves, they're interested in the idea of carrying uh, weapons. That that makes more sense to me than anything else. Um, that those people being free to to do so. I wonder, though, in the case of what is clearly somebody who's unhinged in Connecticut, if it would make any difference as far as uh, preventing the crime. Because I don't think no, the, probably not preventing it, right. but but mitigating the damage. Mitigating at the, time. the damage. Yeah, it sounds like maybe it. instead of twenty eight people dying, only you know. Three Three or five would. I mean, because you know, it's a it's really easy to sit out here in Radio Land and talk about other people's uh, problems and those kind of things. What you really have to do is, you know, think about those victims for a minute. Some of those people want to be able to protect themselves. Other people want other people want to live in the fantasy world that we can wave a magic wand and guns will be gone tomorrow. But um, some people really want to to protect themselves. Are we going to disarm those people? Bill, thanks for the call and thoughts tonight. Appreciate you bringing that up. 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You take control of these airwaves. Bring up whatever you would like. It is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. Under the mistletoe this year, there's only one thing you should be slipping into your lover's mouth. Stateless sweets, delicious, handmade, all-natural candy. The holidays are going to be full of empty calories this year, so make your calories count with the very best handcrafted confections. Chocolate-covered pistachio brittle, salted honey caramels, English toffee, and the best fudge you've ever tasted. You need this for your holiday parties. Go to statelesssweets.com and use coupon code FTL to save 10%. Statelesssweets.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can, as always, bring up anything you want at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You don't have to talk about schools, although that certainly is a topic that is on a lot of people's minds tonight. America seems to be talking about schools and violence. So 855-450-3733. Open phones, as always. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. Are you tired of general preparedness and survival advice that has no reason or context behind it? Do you think that the single scenario focus of uh, survivalists on TV shows is kind of silly? With all the fear and hyping, do you sometimes wonder about the reality of historical and potential disaster situations? There's a book. It's called Strategic Survival, and you can get it at strategicsurvival.com. that will help you understand what might happen, how it might affect you and those you care about, and what you could do about it with the knowledge and strategic survival and other material it references and by taking some simple actions to prepare you can turn fear and worry into confidence and peace 
The book's Strategic Survival at strategicsurvival.com. Right now, the Kindle version is on sale for the end of the world for $1.99. Um, most of the, the, the content is meant for preparation for an emergency. So the Kindle version is, you know, it's really useful um, for to being prepared for whatever situation uh, might interest you. It's strategicsurvival.com. Let's go to the phones and to your thoughts. Keyshawn is listening in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live listening to WNIS. Hey, Keyshawn. How are you doing, Peter? Great. What's on your um, mind? I, I don't really uh, have an explanation like most people do, you know, as far as what's happening in Connecticut. Um, it breaks my heart as a parent of two. Yeah. Um, I don't want to try to come up with a, a uh, answer, but I will say this. Um, I'm one of seven children, and I remember... Um, Around the holidays, you know, we watched holiday-type shows together. We always saw the Ten Commandments, uh, Ben-Hur, all the different type of, you know, Bambi, Snowman, things like that. I think we've gotten away from that. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the answer for what's happening these days, but the the family is breaking down so much, and... um it just it just it seems like to be an individual is so much more important now. Um, people being protected and being kind of a uh, I don't know, cheered to be so much of a rebel, so much of an in- individual. We, we're losing the whole great thing about family. You know, I, there's I, some, Kishan, other there, than there, that, I can't. I'm sorry. There are some stunning uh, statistics that uh, have to do with uh, families that eat meals together. One meal together as a family and the kind of difference it can make for the children. Wait, do you mean with the TV on? I I don't do you mean know. Like around a There's table. There's no specifics on the family eating the meal together. Because when I think of family eating a meal together, it, it involves conversation. Yeah. But if it's just people shoving food in their mouth while they watch TV, I well, don't think that should. Count. I don't know that it necessarily means any. I mean, it, it could speak to uh, it could speak to households that are more concerned about. It, like it could speak to lots of different things. Well, I interrupted you before you got to your point. So what well, about families eating? Well, together? There's stunning statistics on how it makes a difference like for kids. A good thing. It's oh, like, lots and lots of good things uh, as as a result, you can go uh, take a look at them. I don't have them here in front of me, but uh, you know, kids are you know, like 10 times less likely to be involved in crime and, and numbers like that. Keyshawn? Yeah, I'm sorry. I actually thought uh, I was let go. No, you're right here. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but you know, I, I actually I really don't have much more of a point. It, it just, you know, I, I'm, I'm where everyone else is right now, speechless. Yeah. And I, I've seen over the internet, you know, people have gotten carried away with making their comments and then they forget the fact that so many children and, and adults have died and it, I, it's I, crazy i'm just lost i'm, I'm, I'm just lost and you know i appreciate your frustration uh, that's i just wanted to get that off i just wanted you did, to get and it i appreciate actually. your call tonight thanks for making it thanks for sharing your thoughts at 855-450-FREE that's what we're here for you know we'll take your calls about absolutely anything you got something to rant about you want to get something off your chest by all means uh, we're here for you. Eight five five four fifty free. And you know, to his point about uh, you know, the rebel, I guess attitude. I don't know. People have been re- rebelling, rebelling for a long time. I mean, there were plenty of rebels in the sixties, for instance. I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, you know people being themselves. But I think that there is you know, one thing that, that what I thought of when he said this, and I don't think know that it's entirely related. Is you know, it's interesting in the United States. 
and maybe a few Western countries around the world, but I don't think it's very common. I think it's most common in the United States is the idea that a single person should live on their own at like, oh, I don't know, 25 to or 20 to 25 or, or whatever, 18, yeah. um, that they should be living on their own, that they should uh, go from the home at 18 to college uh, till 21 or 22 to uh, living on their own at some apartment or, or perhaps living with a roommate or something like that until uh, 30. They should get married, have kids. And you know, this is the, the life that Hollywood is kind of laid out for us. And I don't mean that they mean that they intend to do that necessarily, just they're kind of yeah, they're mimicking what maybe uh, you know people imagine for themselves and that kind of thing. This doesn't happen anywhere in the world. People live with their families at, until they're married and sometimes after they're married, too. I don't know if it's fair to blame it on Hollywood. I'm not is, blaming it on Hollywood. Oh, I'm you saying, said it's the Hollywood, life that Hollywood laid out for us. Well, it but makes I it sound that, like Hollywood created this. I don't think Hollywood creates it as much. I think that art does imitates art reflect life. life or does life reflect art? I think art? it's both of those things, and I think it yeah. always has been. And I think it's easy to say Hollyweird and stuff like that, but I, I do think that um, you know people's images are created by what they see on TV and, and in movies, but I think those images themselves are created by what you know some people, some place, the, the glitterati imagine for themselves, and who doesn't want to be that? Oftentimes when you find out, you read stories and uh, histories of things going on in the past, you read them about the top 1% in society. Generally, people want to emulate those folks. And I think that, you know, that lifestyle or whatever has trickled down to some extent. Let's continue with Jim listening in Atlanta online to WNIS. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. Great show tonight. And I do want to comment on what you guys just said. I'll get back to that after I make my my point. All right. Um, the probably the most brilliant men that this country has ever produced, and if you disagree with me, let me know, were our founding fathers. Would you say that's a fair assessment? I, I think the Enlightenment period produced a lot of people who were, uh, you know, really, really fascinating. In our country, the founding fathers. Let me, let me give a newsflash to these people that are against um, homeschooling for that social aspect. Here's a newsflash. Most of our founding fathers were... Uh, oldest sons of a family, and back then they didn't go to elementary schools. They had what? Wait for it. Tutors. They were homeschooled one-on-one. There, This whole social baloney, this is baloney. Now, I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite because my children uh, went to parochial school, but I'm an Irishman. My wife is a Filipina. Both of us are products Catholic. of parochial school. You don't ever hear about people shooting up parochial schools, especially Irish ones, because (laughs) Irish nuns, as well as Irish priests, are both pretty tough. Well, they're not bulletproof, but uh, I... I'll let that one hang in the air. There may be Uh, something to it. You know, I I think... Now let me get back to the comments you were making about family. Well, hold on, Jim. Where do you do radio? Doesn't he have that radio sound to him? He does. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, fellas. Heard enough uh, of it. If I, hey, if I could ever find a job doing something besides driving a truck, maybe I have a future in radio. Well, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, truck drivers are America's heroes. Um, you know, that you guys get everything that we have uh, produced, uh, you know, to us. And, and uh, thanks for your that. service. Yeah, absolutely. I have no problem thanking truck drivers for their service. Now, now let me get to the point you're making yes, about family. I have three daughters. I have a 21-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 16-year-old. And if they want to live in our house until they're 50, that's fine. I would really enjoy my daughters being around me and taking care of me in my older age. But, fellas, this is, this is the thing, the 18 thing. 
That is a Protestant cultural thing in our country. I had five brothers and one sister. Uh, now, we could have stayed around the house all we wanted. My sister could stay with her husband the, in an Irish family. The daughter, she can stay no matter what. The guys, uh, they want them to get married. But anyway, the point being, um, you, the Catholic attitude towards things, at least historically, has been one of, like you stated, the family first and then the individual. And I, I think it I certainly stand by if you would like. We could continue this in a moment. I just certainly didn't expect this conversation to be taken to a Protestant versus Catholic uh, conflict. 855-450-FREE. We'll explore further in moments. Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we will share with you. Uh, We give them all away. Once again, freetalklive.com. You can, by the way, grab up as many archives of the shows you would like. They go back for years at freetalklive.com, unlike a lot of those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites. We do it for free. And if you'd like, you can help support the show by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there. And then you can order whatever it is your heart desires through Amazon because they probably sell it. They sell almost everything, it seems. Uh, Even a grocery section at Amazon. So go and get your shopping taken care of at shop.freetalklive.com. Again, that's shop dot freetalklive.com and when you enter Amazon through the links you'll find there and there's an Amazon for Canada another one for the UK and another for the US you enter the right Amazon for you get your shopping taken care of and feel good because you're getting a great deal as you always do at Amazon and you're helping Free Talk Live at the same time because we basically what happens when you go to that link shop.freetalklive.com and start your shopping there is Free Talk Live gets a cut of Amazon's profits so get your shopping taken care of it's still uh, still early enough to get gifts delivered before Christmas so get it done. Shop.freetalklive.com as we go back to Jim listening in Atlanta online to WNIS out of Virginia. Hey, Jim, you're back hey, on Charles, Free Talk Live. I appreciate you holding me over. Let me illustrate what I was saying so I don't sound like a goofball. Uh, my father had many colorful sayings. He's a redheaded Irishman, so you can imagine. Um, but one of the ones he always used to talk about, and this was wisdom. Isn't it amazing? The older we get, the wiser our parents become. <laughs> uh, my father... My father always, this used to incense him. Uh, we do live in a Protestant country, basically, and there's this, this idea in our country that you touched on, it made my ears perk up when you said it, that when you're 18, you're expected to get out of the house, you're an adult, and blah, blah, blah. My father used to say, nowhere in the Ten Commandments does it say, honor your father and mother until you're 18. You honor your parents until they go into the ground. Now, that idea also is our communal attitude about being able to stay in your parents' house as long as you want because you're family, and family always comes first. You know when I got my first jobs when I was a teenager? I'd get my little check, 
And I mean, I didn't think there was anything wrong with this. This just came naturally along with all my, my brothers and my sister. We would take our paycheck home and give it to my father. Wow. And then he would give us money. What makes you think the that the Protestants... Well, I'm just curious. Why do you feel like there is a difference? I mean, you, you clearly were raised in a very Catholic household, yeah. uh, and you have seem to have some very strong feelings about this. I didn't expect this conversation to go here, but I'm curious now. Why do you believe that Protestants are the reason why people want to get out of the house at age 18? What, well, what is it about that? Protestants, Protestants, even from the way they theologically view Sancta Scriptura's Holy Scripture are much more concerned with the individual. You go into a Protestant church, you'll see all of the Protestants with their own Bible, and another thing that used to set my father off, uh, with little pens writing in the, in, on Holy Scripture. Oh my God, it would blow his head off when he'd see that. But that, that's the idea of being more of an individual if you're a, a member of a Protestant denomination versus the communal family first in most... Uh, now, of course, it's been homogenized, since your, your European Catholics have uh, integrated into American culture. But in my wife, now my wife is Filipina, and she's first generation, and, she, and Filipinos are Hispanics. They're Hispanic Catholics. Our family, I think, the traditions we have in our family lean more towards her uh, first generation American views towards family, which is very Catholic also, but harken back to my youth. Uh, it, it's just, it's communal. Catholicism teaches the family, the universality of our faith. All Why of our is it Catholic that brothers around the world? I, yeah. Okay, so and that I, translates into the family. What you're saying is, is sort of rings uh, similar to, or at least somewhat, to what Keyshawn said earlier, and that is yeah. that there seems to be this my idea that one can't have an individualist mindset and still be oriented towards a family. I mean, why can't you have both? Well, it's a priority situation. I my when I was growing up. My father headed the family, and the family came first. You never were an in, you never went against the family. You never uh, caused turmoil or upset your parents or upset. You didn't do that well, in that, my father's house. That would be if communal. You had a problem with the brother, you took it outside, but you didn't let anybody else know it. The family so, always came first. Let That's me ask you this though: What if you thought Dad was doing something wrong? No. <laughs> Dad couldn't and never do anything wrong. Isn't there something? Isn't something there something wrong, problematic about Jesus that? Christ in the house. We never questioned our parents. Well, don't you think? Don't you think that's a problem? I mean, yeah. I, I really no, do. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's proper. Okay. God well, commanded us to honor our parents. There's nowhere in the Decalogue where it says parents should honor their children. Well, I, I have a, a bit of problem with Scripture in that, uh, you know, wouldn't it be convenient that people who are old enough, say parents, would write down a, a commandment that would make, <laughs> make it so their kids well, I, had to I honor get them? I you there, but you know what? The commandments were written by God in stone and given to Moses. So yeah, but are, then they were translated and translated. Really, and if translated. God wanted me to follow them, he should have written them five stories high and dropped them from the sky so I don't ha- didn't have any... <laughs> Problem it's done with in English, huh? In English. Yeah, sure. It's not like he didn't know the language. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Jim. Good call. 855 450 free. I don't agree necessarily with his perspective. I think that. But I do like what you know, Jesus said is uh, uh, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. I love that. There's some that good one. teachings in there, no doubt. But uh, to just, you know, to, to give someone respect that isn't due simply because of the virtue of, you know, who they are to you, like, oh, well, it's my dad. So. So I should believe everything he says and do everything he it, it, says. It's not a great system for accountability. 
No, and it's also something that, uh, you know, it's just not realistic in the real world. I mean, if some, you have to earn respect in this world, and to just be, to just dish out respect to somebody because of their position, I think is, uh, there's a problem with that. And well, it leads to people, you know, it leads to their heads, you know, their ego blowing up, and, you know, oh, everything I say is right because I'm the head of this household. Well, what if dad's wrong? Shouldn't dad be called out on that? Should you just quietly accept somebody who's wrong? How about if dad's beating you? Should you be all right with that? Oh, well, he's my dad, so you know I love him. I'm going to honor him as he slaps the the s out of me. Well, I don't care what he's wrong about. I mean, if somebody, you know, the, the I don't think our relationships come before our morals. And um, you know, and Ian, if you do something wrong, you may be. You know, one of my closest friends on the planet, even though, you know, sometimes I don't really like you much. Um, I, I'm going to call you out on it. And I'm going to say, I think that's wrong. Right. Like the idea that I, I would hope that you and, would. And I don't think that that has to do with respect of a parent either. I think I can respect you as my friend and say you're wrong. Yeah. I, I certainly can respect my wife as, uh, you know, for who she is. I guess and add say obey. She's wrong. Add uh, as respect comma and obey this person you know I mean, just because the by virtue that he spawned you that you should just do everything that he tells you to do i think that's that's really well, dangerous let's get uh, be a hundred percent clear is uh you know jewish kids were adults at the age of 13 and i would tend to think that in fact uh kids are you know maybe Maybe adult um, in some ways, even prior to that, and probably aren't adult until like 25 or maybe even 30 in other ways. But depends on the society. It depends. Well, I think it depends on the site. Their brains aren't continue aren't finished growing until 25. So one can okay. you know point to science in this particular area. But, uh, you know, I think that you're not going to prepare anybody for adulthood by telling them that, you know, you've got to listen to everything I say is law. Mm. Uh, all that prepares them for is dictatorship in the future, you know, that they will rise to the power of dictator in the future. And what you're going to get in a society is a bunch of dictators if, if that's what you allow. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Let's go to Kevin listening in Madison, Wisconsin, to the Mike 92.1. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, I was actually going to talk about the tragedy in Connecticut, but it was something that you guys were talking about is respect. And the big thing about the tragedy in Connecticut is this child did not know respect. He did not respect his mother because she's no longer here. He by by child, himself. you mean the, the killer, the alleged killer, who was an, yeah. an adult physically? You know, who was an adult. I'm sorry. Who was an adult. The children who are gone now, he did not respect. No, no doubt. Um and he did not respect himself because he let himself go. With that being said, if I were to respect my father, I would be in the same shoes as this alleged killer. Um, my father was not a good father, and I do not believe in honor thy father, you know, if, if they are not treating you to be a good member of society, if they're treating you to be, training you to be an abusive, alcoholic, crazy person. Yep. That's the time that you say, I need to step away from this and become an adult myself. Absolutely. And get the and heck out of there. respect yourself and others. I totally agree with that assessment. Anything else you want to share tonight? No, that's it. Kevin, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. The previous caller that said the uh, honoring the parents, it is really easy to uh, uphold the family when you've had a good one. And I sure. did. 
But, I did too. Uh, but my, my dad was kind of a jerk. But, um, you know, I mean, I had a pretty good family all in all. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's very easy in that circumstance to uh, to uphold the family. Sure. But uh, lots of people have really crappy ones. Absolutely. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts coming up in Hour 3 of the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You take control. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. We're doing the live Saturday edition of the program. We do this thing seven nights per week. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Mark. one 450 3733 is our toll-free number. It's brought to you by SACL CAI, 855-450-FREE. And throughout the evening tonight, the general overarching topic has been the school shooting, but also other uh, terrible things that happen at, you know, these government schools uh, that we have out there that we're forced to pay for, whether or not we appreciate what they do. Another story that we told you tonight was about a 10-year-old who was strip-searched by an administrator at his government school because she believed that he had stolen a $20 bill. Well, it turns out he didn't. They found the bill in the cafeteria under one of the tables and this young man was strip searched for absolutely nothing. And that's just one of two strip searching stories that we heard about just this week alone. How about There's a whole lot of getting naked going on in the public schools, apparently. Right. There was a 15 year old male that was strip searched naked, stripped naked. This 10 uh, year old was at least only stripped to his underwear. Uh, but the 15 year old was absolutely stripped naked and apparently fondled underneath his scrotum. Got to make sure the drugs aren't underneath the. The parts. So, you know, drug raids on schools, intimidation by the police. I mean, there's just so many reasons, in my opinion, to keep your kids out of these government schools and out of the private schools, too. I mean, they're not that much better. Most of them are modeled similarly after the government schools Prussian model of, uh, you know, of obedience training. But that's a that's an aside we ended up going all over the place uh, even to the point where one caller had alleged that the reason why families were so destroyed uh in his opinion these days is because of protestant protestant protestantism <laughs> which i didn't expect to uh to hear about tonight. well it sort of it was is another one of the backdoor um families are the uh, most important social unit conversation and i don't disagree with that statement um I, I do think they're an important social unit. I think the problem is, is when we put up, uh, you know, put our positive family interactions and uh, memories up and paste them on top of other people's, because lots of people have poor family, um, you know, situations, and you know, maybe they don't want to respect their father and mother. 
Indeed. Let's go to Eva, listening in Medford, KMED in Oregon. Hey, Eva, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi there. I was very, I've never called a talk show. Ever, Welcome. But I was very um, just surprised by this gentleman's response of uh, Catholic versus Christian, because I was raised Catholic. I'm from an Irish family, and but now I am a non-denominational Christian. And I was raised in a large family, and I really respect his opinion of family. I think that's wonderful, no matter what religion you are. And But I don't think this idea of respecting the family as a whole, apart from the individual, is very healthy. Because I, I respect my father for his position, but there's also respect that you earn from your behavior. Sure. And my mom died when I was very young under one, and uh, my dad remarried, and we, there was six of us raised in a very abusive home life for mm. years. And we were raised in this Catholic church, and we saw lots of things happen. But yet we had a wonderful aunt that were Catholic that took great care of us when we were um, able to be with them. So I don't think it's a Protestant, Catholic, Muslim, whatever you want to call it. I think there's many religions that value family and loved ones, but I don't think you could ever um, remove the individual from the family union, because I have six children. I've homeschooled and had some in public school, and you care about the person as an individual and find out what they want to do and who they are, what their gifts and their passions and talents are. So I don't think this idea of putting people in little boxes and holes and pet holes is really what it's all about. I think it's about you know, loving an individual and caring about who they are and within yeah. that family unit. And yeah. they're all different. I have six children. Each one I like what you have to say there. I mean, the, the last guy, what it almost seemed like he was saying was that the family must exist for the head of the household and they must serve at his pleasure and do what he uh, tells them to do well, and turn over their paychecks. Things probably went really well at his house. You know, maybe so, right. but I think that uh, flies in the face of the idea of supporting the individual and uh, and all of the things that they he think didn't seem are to have important. any interest in that, right? And all the things that they think that are important for them, which is what Eva is pointing out here. I think I like what she says better. <laughs> yeah, and you, don't, you don't want to condone abuse of any individual within a family just for the sake of the whole family. That is not right. Well, I'm not a Protestant. God, I don't think values that whatever religion you are, abuse of anyone. And I think there's great value uh, in every person, whether they're on the street as a homeless person or within a family. They're all blessed with gifts, and they have something to offer. And I think you have to offer the, uh, value them as an individual and care and love them. I mean, one of the greatest commands is love your neighbor as yourself. And I don't think if you can, you can't ever get to that point. I think you're missing out on the beauty of life and people, where no matter what religion. And I might have my own personal viewpoints, but I would never... Um, put down or degrade someone else for their beliefs, you know, and I may want to invite them out to where I go to worship, but I would never um, degrade them, and I would never, if I ever saw a child being abused or an adult, would ever want them to stay in that place, because I don't think that honors them who God made them to be. Good commentary tonight, Eva. Really appreciate you and your thoughts here this evening. Thank you. 855-450-FREE. The only only effective way to change the world is, as Eva says, love. I mean, that's the only effective way to change the world. 
That's right. Again, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line at 855-450-FREE. Let's continue with Heather listening in Eureka to KGOE. Hey, Heather. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind? I'm tired of talking about this, but I also really wanted to address the idea of respecting your parents. Yes. And for me, I grew up in a Mormon family, very, very conservative Republicans. And I turned out to be queer and about as left-wing as you can be and a feminist and very, very different from my family. And it was a, a difficult process for everybody for me to leave the Mormon church and have a lifestyle and philosophy that's completely different in uh, a lot of ways than my family. But what I realized as I've grown up and become a parent is that I don't have to agree with my parents. I don't have to do what they say, but I do owe them respect because they have given their lives and everything they could to support me, and they would still give their lives for me. And I realized, you know, they made mistakes, but I'm making mistakes too. They were young kids, you know, and I think it's even families that have had very, very bad things. I mean, I worked in child welfare. I've been around. I still think it behooves us, and this is my spiritual practice and belief, to look for forgiveness, to look for common ground, and to look for the ways that our life experiences, positive or negative, have helped us. And I I live in a place right now that seems commitment-phobic on every level, and I, I see that as a real problem in terms of we are responsible to take care of each other. And I think that goes back to the family, these people that have spent everything they could to raise us. And well, it sounds to me like you still have a good relationship with uh, with your parents. They did, did they not, you know, treat you terribly when you know you were discovering these things about yourself and and coming out about them? They um, no, I mean they disagreed. They were very disappointed. I have I have parents that are um, good people. Um, but it was still very traumatic, and there's still kind of this glass wall between us. But I work every day to find common ground with them. And but the you didn't get disowned. They didn't, you know, tell you that they hated you. Or I mean, it could. What I'm hearing is it could have been a lot worse as far as that process. Absolutely. But it could no wonder you still respect them. Too. I mean, you would probably feel differently if they, you know, said something horrifying to you about how they hate you oh, now. Like, get and out. You, you know, um, you're dead to me or something like that. I imagine that your uh, respect level would have gone down at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, my parents made mistakes. You know, I'm not going to air our dirty laundry. Heather, world, I appreciate but, you know, your call and your commentary too. tonight. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. Good thoughts. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts here at 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rots network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org.
Free Talk Live. Toll-free number tonight for you. Bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. And joining you in the studio here, it's Ian and Mark. By the way, that toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. But what is SACL CAI anyway? SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. You can go to the see their web see their web banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right hand side of the page, and it will take you to their you know, relatively new website that they've gotten uh, put together. It's SACL CAI. Um, they do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. If you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI can handle it for you. Again, SACL CAI. All right, let's continue here with you and your thoughts. Ladies first, Karen is listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Karen, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Thank you. You're um, welcome. I, I, um, I don't know if I can articulate this, but, um, you know, when people pull these scriptures, verses out of their context, I just thought you might find it interesting that the very following verses, and you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Um, so it's a balanced approach. and it, You're talking, and just to bring our listeners up to speed, you're talking about the context of the Ten Commandments, the respect to honor your mother and father. Well, no, this is, this is a uh, reiteration of that one commandment, in, which is in Ephesians, which is in the New Testament, but it goes, you know, honor your father and mother, and then it may be so that it will be well with you. And then the very next verse is, and you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, mm. but to bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So this is an instruction that the parents are to be righteous so that the children, you know, aren't going to be stricken with craziness from, you know, unbalanced. Um, right, because you beat your kids, you're going to probably make them crazy in some way, well, shape, that, or form. you know, not 100% always happens that way, but, you know... It's a very balanced approach, you know, that the children will honor their parents if their parents are righteous and if they don't provoke them to wrath, you know. Yeah. And so when people pluck these verses out and forget their context, and these people were living under a very conscripted um, set of standards um, for the family. Absolutely. Know? I think that this is in the top 10 most misused Bible verses um, of all time. Um, you know, right up there with, I came not to bring peace, but to bring a sword. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of misused Bible Absolutely. verses out there. And the idea of the honoring your father and mother, honor can mean lots of things to lots of people. You know, it, it's a certain level of respect for you know, your parents, even though they were bad people. Sure, you can have a certain level of respect for them, but that doesn't mean you respect everything they did for everything they said. Karen, thanks for adding that to the discussion. Appreciate your call tonight. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to Michael. He's listening in Medford, KMED in Oregon. Hey, Michael. Hi. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I was just wondering um, how we could start an affiliated free talk, not a free talk, free state program or organization when, out here in the West. When you so say affiliated, what do you mean? Uh, um... Like, uh, just uh, keep in contact, um, ha- have the same kind of um, or- uh, organization going on. Well, the bad news is uh, it's probably not going to work. Uh, I'm not going to say don't try it. You're certainly welcome to, but it has already been tried. 
There is Free oh. State Wyoming, uh, which is the probably the primary competitor to the Free State Project. They basically took the concept of the Free State Project and said, yeah, we don't want to go out east. We're, uh, we like it out here in the west. We're going to do our own way. And they tried to do it their own way. And uh, there was a guy who came here to New Hampshire several weeks ago, uh, having spent the last seven years of his life in Wyoming for the Free State Wyoming Project. And he basically said nothing's happening, that it was a total uh, total waste uh, essentially, f- for him to go there and, and do that. Look, the reason why the Free State Project is the way it is, and that is encouraging all liberty lovers to move to one place, is because we're just spread too thin. There's just not enough people who love the ideas of freedom and who are willing to do something about it and who are willing to get active in regards to achieving more liberty in our lifetime. We're just spread too thin all across the country, so the idea is to concentrate activism all in one place. But that hasn't stopped various different people from trying to start the Move to My State project, which tries to emulate the Free State project in some way, shape, or form. Uh, There are probably a handful, if not a dozen, of them out there, and they all miss the point. The point is to get people together in one place so we can have the most concentration possible, so we can have the greatest effect possible. The more competing free state projects there are out there, the less effective everyone's going to be. So, yeah, I wasn't looking at it as a com- uh, competition. Well, unfortunately it is, because there are only so many people to whom you can advertise this idea okay yeah the point one of the points that one of the critics has made is that well the that Ian, you're ignoring the fact that the liberty pie is expanding and it's certainly true more people are coming on board with the ideas of liberty today no doubt about it but only so many of those people have had enough experience to know that what they're doing isn't working so all the people that are new to the ideas of liberty, they're still of the mindset, most of them, that, hey, it's going to work out here in Houston. We're going to get uh, freedom one of these days. We're really we're making headway here in this you know top 10 city in America as though a few dozen liberty activists is going to have any kind of an impact in a place like that. Uh, people all across the country believe that, uh, that, you know, that their area is going to be next for freedom. Just stick with it. We're going to do it. We're going to fight hard and we're going to get freedom here. And it's just not going to pan out. So there's only so many people that have gone through enough activism and failed enough times to know that you have to have numbers. You have to have raw numbers of activists on the ground in order to be able to have an effect. Uh, so how long have you been doing activism, Michael? Uh, since the 60s. That's excellent. So I hope that you'll reconsider the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Rather than building a competing organization, you're certainly welcome to look into the ones that do exist and see how successful uh, they've been. I don't want to compete. That's why I asked you how it would you would go about doing that with you. You're my competition. If you're not advocating for people moving to New Hampshire, you're my competition because I'm trying to get people to move to New Hampshire. I mean, we can be friendly about it and everything like that. I mean, I, I don't I don't have any bad feelings towards the people that live in Wyoming or are, you know maybe live in Austin, Texas or wherever it is some of these other things might be going on. But I feel like they're wasting their time because I think that everybody who loves liberty, if they wanted to be effective, they should get together with people who think like they do all in the same place. That doesn't mean everybody moved to Keene, New Hampshire. It just means moved some Somewhere to New Hampshire and uh, and get active. I don't know, Mark. What do you think about that? I I think that um, you know when it comes down to it, that uh, b- being spread. The- there are so many reasons why other states aren't going to work. Um, one of the, the real advantages to New Hampshire is its uh, deep water port at the international boundary, the small size of the state, the small size of the population. I understand why people you know, don't want to move. Usually it falls into the category of family, job, 
weather. Those are the three reasons that people generally don't want to move to uh, New Hampshire. But, you know, some people like the Western lifestyle and things like that. I I don't I don't know how to uh, approach that. You could live in Western New Hampshire. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you ask the caller? They call this the state of Jefferson. Lots of times. One uh, reason because that guy wrote a book about it. Northern California or Southern yeah, Oregon. He's in Oregon. Yep. So, hey, let us know how it goes. I mean, I'm more than happy to talk about whatever it is you come up with. If you guys in the state of Jefferson manage to put something together, Free State Jefferson or whatever, let us know. We'll be happy to see how things are going for you. I mean, it's not like we won't talk about it. And maybe you'll be, you know, do better than New Hampshire and then we'll move there. Thanks for the call, well, man. Appreciate no, we don't. I don't want to compete. Well, I want to go wherever the most freedom is. So if you end up getting the most freedom, I'm coming there. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Thanks, man. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Toll free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features that we share with you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. You know, Mark, we were talking about the Free State Project a moment ago with our last caller. And the Free State Project has within it probably the largest community of Bitcoin enthusiasts anywhere. That much is true. Uh, Bitcoin is a it's a it's a currency. It's an online currency that's open source, meaning anybody can look at the programming in order to uh, you know find out audit, what it is, audit evaluate it. it. Um, it's peer to peer, meaning that it is decentralized. There is no uh, front door to kick in. No central hub. No the, central vault of the uh, of, of BitInstant. Yep. Um, it's an alternative currency, meaning that uh, you can choose to use it if you don't want to. If you w- don't want to, you don't have to. But it's also a commodity on the internet. I mean, its value has gone from uh, you know a few cents to a few many dollars, and uh, it's kind of moved around. And so, you know, it's 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 a fascinating thing, and it's, it's gaining popularity every day. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, there were twenty. Let's see the amount of uh, online wallets at blockchain.info, which is probably the best place to go get your online wallet. Again, blockchain.info. Uh, they they increased by twenty percent a few days ago. Just Whoa. jumped up within uh, like a week's time, and so thanks uh, to Free Talk Live, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm, no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> adoption of uh, bitcoins is, however, really, really taking off. And yeah. what this has actually had to do with was a uh, an Asian gambling company oh, really? uh, doing business only in bitcoins in order to avoid problems with uh, governments, uh, you know, around the world nice. giving them trouble. So you know, it really speaks to what people think about money. They don't think about money at all. Most people don't know that the greenbacks sitting in their wallet are backed by nothing and that they are debt notes uh, issued by a private – a group of private banks to uh, the Treasury Department uh, in, you know, for T-bills and things like that. They don't, they don't know. They don't know that, the, that if you paid off all the debt in this country, there would be no money. But 
it doesn't matter because they use them to do business all the time. And the same thing with bitcoins. Nobody has to know that these things are uncounterfeitable. It's not possible for any politician or banker to inflate them, that they are uh, give them complete control over their own money. They don't need to know that. They just need to know that, hey, I can play pachinko or blackjack with these things. And uh, they need to know they're valuable, and they need to know that other people will accept well, them. They and, can see they're valuable. Yeah. I mean, they can see that people will uh, buy and sell them and things like that. So They're anyway, selling for over $13 a piece right now. They're the most valuable currency in the world. Um, bit, and you can go get them. The fastest, safest, easiest way to get your Bitcoins is go to BitInstant.com. Again, it's uh, BitInstant.com. They've got more than a million locations. You can deposit cash, or you can do it right from your computer. Um, and, well... They're in, available in more than 30 countries. BitInstant.com. All right, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Gene, the Christian anarchist, is on the amp lines. Hey, Gene. Hey, guys. I wanted to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Welcome, sir. And, Happy holidays uh, to you. Which, which is what <laughs> I wanted. Happy whatever. Actually. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah and all that good stuff. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I kind of wanted to say how sad I am, kind of, because I've I've witnessed the passing of an age, and that's called Christmas, because uh, the the Christmas holiday, the Christmas spirit, it's all gone down to nothing, basically. I mean, when I was young, we used to have uh, Santas on the street corners, and all the kids wanted to go to the department store to sit on Santa's lap, and of course, we all know Santa's a bunch of baloney, but... Uh, but they still the kids, have those okay. things today. <clears throat> They do, but it's not like before. I mean, we were at the mall today. You're not a child anymore. No, but they have one Santa. I'm talking about the quantity. Uh. They have one Santa in this great big gigantic mall right in the center. Now, when I was young, each department store had their own Santa, and they would set up their all of the decorations and stuff. It was just, and the decorations were huge back then. Now, I mean, you barely get a couple of wreaths hung up and some some tinsel here and there. Yeah, that's not what and, it's like uh, in my it's, neighborhood. But um, let me ask you this. What did they? What did your parents tell you about all these Santas? Because isn't that kind of confusing for kids? I mean, how, <laughs> how can Santa be everywhere? Well, because, uh, <laughs> and that's a good question, and believe me, kids did ask that. And so we were typically told that, uh, you know, these are Santa's helpers, helpers. dressed right, in right. Santa, so... Because you could yeah, see it was so, a fake but, beard and stuff like that. That was generally what my mother said too, and it's <laughs> yeah. It, it it came up. It came to the story that I made up for myself about Santas that there must be a Santa for every town because there's no way this guy could hit all these houses in one night. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But, yeah. It reminds me of when I was in elementary school. Uh, when I was growing up on uh, the channel Nickelodeon, which is a channel on cable for uh, for kids, that they dump green stuff uh, on people. They well, but they also had Mr. Wizard. Which oh, yeah. was like this science, you know, guru guy, kind of the predecessor to Bill Nye. Yeah, uh, Mr. Wizard was great. You know, it was a great show, really entertaining. He always had some kind of neat experiment that he was doing. And at some point, they told us that Mr. Wizard was going to come to the school. And then when the person showed up and it wasn't Mr. Wizard, we got some BS excuse like, "Oh well, Mr. Wizard couldn't make it. This is one of his helpers." And it was such a scam. It was so like and nobody believed for a moment that that was actually what had gone on. Because then it was like another year they pulled the same thing on us, where they claimed <laughs> Mr. Wizard was going to come, and it ended up being one of his helpers again. And it was just so insulting. It was so insulting to our but, intelligence. But back to Christmas. Uh, yeah, I'm about ahead. to go to China again. I'm leaving. Uh, we're leaving Saturday to go to China, so it'll mm-hmm. be right before Christmas. And it's kind of sad that I have to go to. 
a socialist country to see the malls all decked out in the glory that I remember as a child and actually playing real Christmas carols like Silent Night and No Come All Ye Faithful. You know, nowadays, me. it's become politically incorrect to play any of a religious kind of Christmas carol in a, in a public setting. Now, we play them in our waiting room because I put a CD out there and I play whatever I want to play in my waiting room. I think there's so some of the best ones. In our waiting room. I think the best ones are but, the religious hymns, personally. Um, now, I don't believe most of the stuff. They're beautiful. Yeah, but I but I love them. I, yeah. I like them the best. I heard them they when I was. Beautiful. I don't know, man. I mean, I heard them when I was working at Kmart on those overhead speakers all the time. There was plenty of religious songs. You're like 15 years Not ago, anymore. man. Yeah, 15 years ago, maybe. But now you go to China and you will hear in the malls, and they got big old Christmas trees and everything everywhere. They don't understand Christmas very well in China, but they do get the Christmas carols right. And if so they understand I, I buying like stuff. <laughs> hey, Gene, thanks for they the call. Enjoy that. the trip. Uh, be sure to give us a call on uh, the roundup of uh, how your China trip goes. Always interesting to hear about that. And thanks for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. What do you know? Things change. Maybe things aren't exactly the same as they were when Gene was growing up. But it's certainly Christmas hasn't gone away. There's plenty of Christmas out there. You mentioned the the lights. Uh, there's some, some guy down the street here from the LRN.FM studio that gets a, a, some kind of a crane truck out and decks out a humongous evergreen tree that he has in his yeah. front yard with lights. I mean, so people really do, a lot of them go above and beyond the call of duty as far as... I want to hear more about these Chinese Santas. Uh, well, maybe you'll hear more about it when uh, he gets back from his trip. Let's go in the meantime to Jeremy listening in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy in Pennsylvania going once. Jeremy in yeah, Pennsylvania. Hey there. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Oh, hey. How you, how you doing? Just great. We're doing a radio show. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, so I want to say I'm a, I'm a touring musician, and I've been to Keene a handful of times. I've played over at the, the Starving Artist there. You know that? Yeah, they closed down, unfortunately. But yes, I'm familiar with that. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, uh, well I, guess, I guess I've also had a lot of friends and musicians from Keene, roommates down in Boston when I was living in Boston. And and when I became sort of aware of my libertarianism, when I became aware of the Free State Project and so on, I talked to these young kids, mostly artists, from Keene about the Free State Project and their thoughts on it. And they, kind of, they always seemed unaware. And I was wondering, I've never really spoken to anyone from Keene when I was walking about the project about the project i was wondering why do you, why do you think maybe some of these people are unaware no most people are unaware in general of things going on around them uh, stand by we can talk further about that it's certainly something that affects a lot of activism movements certainly not just this one 855-450-FREE it's more of an apathy thing i think than anything else 855-450-3733 we'll explore you can take control free talk live DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want, though if you aren't yet on hold, 
You probably don't want to bother trying tonight because we've got a bunch of people that want to get on and we only have moments remaining. But tomorrow night, Mark and Stephanie will be here. That's right. Seven days a week we do Free Talk Live, always from 7p to 10p Eastern Time. That's correct. So if you do not get your comments in tonight, do not despair. We do have more time for you every single night, so don't hesitate to call right at the top of uh, tomorrow night's show. You can always grab us online if you don't get us on your local talk radio station over at freetalklive.com. Now, uh, Free Talk Live brought to you by the Free State Project. As we mentioned previously, Jeremy's on the line in Pennsylvania uh, expressing to us that he's you know performed some music in Keene. He's known some people. Keene is where we live in, in New Hampshire, uh, and that is the destination of the Free State Project. That is, New Hampshire is the destination. Keene is just one of many places within New Hampshire. Anyway, you've got some musical friends in uh, from New Hampshire or that have played up in New Hampshire and spent some time up in here, and you've asked them about the Free State Project, and they have not known about it. And that was what your question kind of was for us, right? Exactly. Um, you know, Mark, you're welcome to take a crack at this, but I think it just really has to do with, uh, well, one, younger people are more likely to right. be apathetic. I wanted to point that out. Is, uh, younger people aren't the ones – you're talking about younger musicians usually, and younger people aren't the ones who tend to be involved in kind of uh, you know political movements or whatever. Secondarily, um, you know, the Free State Project is a movement of outsiders into uh, New Hampshire. However, we do get very involved with people in, in New Hampshire who want to work on – different projects uh, with which we uh, agree and often get very involved in the communities, but oftentimes that involvement doesn't have to do with hanging out with kids. Um, So... You know. Kids. Well, there are a lot of people in the, that are in their 20s in the Free State Project. There are a number of people who could connect uh, with these folks. But just because they haven't doesn't mean that they wouldn't eventually. But generally, younger people tend to fo- – you know, and, and I think people in general, not just younger people, but people in general tend to focus on their own lives. They tend to focus on the things that are most important to them, which usually is you know, you know working, paying the bills, taking care of the family, uh, and whatever leisure activities they, uh, they enjoy the most. And if they happen to come across something else, like say some kind of a protest or an outreach event or uh, you know a news a news article about what's going on up here, then maybe they would be connected by accident to uh, what was going on. But ultimately, I think it would be interesting to do some some level of polling in New Hampshire, like phone polls or whatever, to find out you know what it is that people actually do know, if anything, about the Free State Project. I bet there's a surprising number of people that have never even heard of uh, of the Free State Project, and that's somewhat good in some ways and somewhat bad in uh, in other ways. And it's just it is what it is, you know. I guess it's sort of unfortunate my contemporaries, my peers, kind of just immediately push themselves towards maybe a liberalism, just I think mostly out of a lack of knowledge towards libertarianism. And and, sure. and this idea, uh, Ron Paul running under a Republican ticket, their first thought is, this guy doesn't like homosexuals, mm-hmm. this guy is racist, this and this and this. And I always try and explain, no, that's not it at all. That's actually, you know... Quite the contrary. Well, right, but it's an understandable viewpoint if what we're talking about is someone who hasn't taken the time to educate themselves about what they're talking about. And that's most people. You know, most people hear one thing about something and they presume that uh, they already know, oh, he's got an R by his name, so he must be those things that you mentioned. And 
for the yeah. most part, that's a reasonable presumption to make. Uh, but in the case of Ron Paul, it doesn't work. Uh, and one would have to take the time to dig a little bit deeper, would, would have to take the time to move beyond preconceived notions. And the same thing's true about the Free State Project here. If you actually do find somebody that's heard of the Free State Project, they may have a negative view on the Free State Project because they've heard some rumors that are also markedly incorrect about Free State right. Project participants. Oh, they're all Republicans. Well, that's not true. Several of them were just arrested, or were just not arrested, uh, were elected. Although as, many have been arrested. <laughs> as Democrats. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if the ones that have been arrested for civil disobedience would consider themselves Republicans. So it just, you know, it depends on who you ask and what level of information they've had, what level of exposure, and what level of personal time they've spent investigating it and, and really kind of questioning their beliefs. So I think that what we're also looking at here is a movement that's still nascent. I mean, we're still just on the very beginning cusp of the Free State Project. You're only looking at a thousand plus people that are spread across all of New Hampshire. We want to get to 20,000 people. I mean, already we've had an impact, but clearly it's not big enough. So that's why we need help. Please go to freestateproject.org to learn more. And Jeremy, thanks for your call tonight. I appreciate hearing from hey, you. Thanks. Thanks, yep. thanks for doing yep. the radio show, guys. Yeah, be sure you let us know next time you're coming up to Keene, and uh, we'll be sure to come out and uh, hang out with you. Thanks for the call. Um, if we can get the Starving Artist back open, I'll be there. They're it's closed, closed. Uh, and it's been replaced <laughs> by another location, but there's always going to be some place to, to play music here. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, and by the way, if you want to connect to the Liberty Movement here in New Hampshire, the Free State Project has a great website uh, with a forum on it. Uh, that's a good way to connect with folks here. Also, the Shire Society website. You can go to forum.shiresociety.com. That's also a good way to connect with people. And, of course, there are a bevy of Facebook groups for a variety of different things. You might want to start with the Free State Project Facebook group. That's another good one. Continuing here with you and your thoughts, uh, let's go to, I believe we've got Phil listening in Indiana. Not sure where you are. Where are you in Indiana, Phil? Uh, it's Bill. Oh, sorry, Bill. With a B. Uh, I'm Mishawaka, Indiana. Excellent. Right good. near Notre Dame uh, University. Go ahead with your thoughts tonight. Uh well, I uh, happen to have a relative who is uh, paranoid schizophrenic, and I just thought that people out there should know that people that have that kind of a problem, uh, the relatives and friends, all they can try to do as much as they can to help them, but if they are over 21 and they don't want the help or refuse it, Unless they're a harm to others or themselves, there's not a whole lot that they can do. Uh, yeah. These people are very stubborn. Uh, my relative, uh, she will not take the medicine, doesn't even uh, want to admit that it is for what it is. She thinks it's uh, sleeping medication, and she won't take it. Mm. So, uh, and... The delusions can be minor or they can be major. And it's something that uh, the parents of that uh, guy out there, uh, they may have done everything they could to help him, but because he was over 21, uh, there's a limit to what they can do. And I just think that, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's the parents' fault. It's not always the parents' fault. Uh, that there is a lot of things that uh, factor into what's going on. 
You know, I wonder. I, I wonder in this case um, if if I had. You know, I don't know what this person was like um, as far as uh, mental illness or anything like that. Yeah, I, we don't know, know much about this alleged shooter. At this maybe point. it's it wasn't obvious at all. But it, you know, if I had somebody who clearly had a break with uh, reality, didn't have a, a good grasp of reality in the home, and acted in a rat- erratic fashion, I don't think I would have. Um, I don't think I'd have rifles, especially uh, you know, assault type rifles, black rifles. Really, um, was he living with his mom? That that's my understanding. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, the Phil. Question, Anything else? Yeah. The question would be, uh, in that respect, uh, were they actually there in the home because somebody else had them there, or did he have them there? Uh, you'd be surprised how. Well, the allegations uh, I read were that his mother owned several firearms. Uh, that you know, again, there's okay. there's probably not much yet known about this young man's motivations. Uh, although word is uh, came out today that apparently the police claim they have something that points to uh, to motive in this case. So I'm sure we'll learn more as uh, as time goes on. But yeah, I agree. It's probably not a good idea to keep uh, firearms around mentally unstable uh, unstable people. No doubt. Uh, thanks for the call, Phil. I appreciate your call and thoughts tonight. So let's go to Steve listening in Cape Cod. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yes, I uh, want to know about like some of these black ops games that you see on TV or Call of Duty. Um, they get these kids, it seems like could be, I don't know, maybe 10 years old and up. And if you go 13 years back when Columbine, you know, those shootings back in 1999, mm-hmm. uh, I guess the two guys were watching, like, uh, it's not black ops because just came out but back then they had some kind of they were watching these shooting games before they went into high school and did what they did i believe they were uh, known to play doom which is uh, one of my favorite games from growing up it's a third uh, 3d shooter game probably the okay. granddaddy of all these games you're talking about really like the black ops ones when they well, real life and it's like the head pops off well it wasn't like real life up. in 1998 or whatever it was you know you know it was pretty pretty good for the time yeah, back being, then, right but, but it, now now it's like real life right i, I never i just see it what, what games are approaching games. photorealism i mean it's not real life yet but they're they're getting there i mean they're really becoming very realistic looking and the physics engines are outstanding now. Uh, you know, the, there's actual physics when, you know, items are thrown, they bounce in realistic ways and things like that. Bodies fall and crumple in realistic uh, ways. I, I wish we could get more into the video game conversation because that may end up being some of this. There's a, a headline today about shooter played video games. And so I wish we had more time to talk to you about it tonight, but we don't, Steve. So call back another night. We'd be happy to talk to you then and preferably toward the beginning of the show. Like tomorrow night, where Mark will be here with Stephanie at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. 
Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.